Do you like fantasy sports? If you're listening to this, we're sure you do. Are you ready for a new challenge this year? Dynasty Owner is the new way to play fantasy football with real NFL salaries, adding the strategy of running an actual franchise. Dynasty Owner provides a unique and challenging experience that will test your skills as an owner and general manager. You will have complete control over your team's future. You can build through the draft, make trades, sign free agents, and manage your team's salary cap. Can you create a dynasty of champions? Sign up now at DynastyOwner.com and get started on building your dynasty. Welcome back to another day of trading on Dynasty Wall Street, where every week we take three players and react to their value using the Dynasty Trade Calculator. Now, let's go down to the floor with our traders, Russ Fisher, John Bosch, and Kane Fussell. Welcome back, everybody, to another day of trading on the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Your hosts, Russ, Kane, and John, here to use Dynasty Trade Calculator and all its goody-goody little pieces to make trades, to help you make trades, to help gauge the value of trades, 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 trades. That's what we're here for. And as you know, we go one position at a time. And as you know, quarterbacks go first. Odd shows we have quarterbacks to talk about, which is not this show. We just loved John going first last time. So we're going to let John go first this time. So, John, what running back do you got? I have a running back whose value has seen uh, a high, then a low. And now it's back up. Uh, so obviously he's one of the injured young running backs, because why else would you invest in any running back unless they were young? And an injury just makes running backs drop and then go back up. But it's Travis Etienne. Ooh, I, I feel like we've talked about Dobbins like a lot. But the more I've been drafting lately, the more I am seeing Travis Etienne kind of just sitting there for me. And I'm like, huh. Yeah, Travis Etienne. Like, he doesn't really have that much competition. Kind of hoping the Jags are, you know, better. We're just going to back one. James Robinson is back in practicing. Is he back in practicing? Yeah, I'm still not worried about him. <laughs> I, I'm just not. I didn't know he was back in practicing already. When did is he? How long has he been running back? drills at least? You know, oh. and one of those best shape of his life things coming back from the Achilles. Is he is he going to be healthy for week one and stuff? Looks like it. Serious? Well, okay, Serious. that's news to me. Nonetheless, doesn't matter because as always, I have never cared about James Robinson because the Jaguars have never cared about James Robinson. They have never given him all the investment they gave Travis Etienne. So. Uh, Travis Etienne comes in on the calculator at 25.5. That is... I knew it was coming down to that. A mid-23 first. Yep. So, are you willing to give that to try and get a young running back? Granted, coming off an injury of his own. <laughs> uh, but, obviously, I mean, he, he's been... I mean, again, I'm assuming like super flex, because that's what we always talk I would rather take sure. a shot on the 20, getting another young running back with the, with the 23 first that I don't feel the need to trade for an injured one. I want the first bike quite a bit. All yep. right. Well, let's play the game. How far no, back do no, we go? No, no, no. 109. Would you like Travis Etienne? Oh. Or mid I, I, I don't ever want to give <laughs> a valuable pick for a running back. You know that. I just wanted uh, to hear you say that loud. I love giving late firsts for running backs. Exactly. When I know more about where I'm at. 
it is still August. We are getting close to the point where I will like go full on overpay for whatever running backs. Uh, but I'm not ready to overpay for any running back and acquiring any running back is an overpay. So, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not giving a mid first. If I, I, and there's no way for me to know, like right now, I, I don't have to, I can wait four or five weeks and I can probably get Travis Etienne for my 2023 first in four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. or a running back that's extremely comparable in production. And I'm willing to do that. If I'm going to, if it looks like I'm going to be a contender after a few weeks of the NFL season, I'll give up my 2023 first for a running back. Like that's how I play it. I'm it's an overpay probably at that point. I don't care. <laughs> Cause like, that's the time to actually finally go and put running backs on my team is when I think, okay, I, I'd rather win than have the pick. Otherwise I always want the pick. All right, we can play your game now. Okay, so the 109. I think we should just let Kane play this game at this point. I want the 109. Russ? I agree with whatever Kane says, I agree with, because I have no idea. Let's just jump to the end then, 112. I would probably do that. If I believe in ETN, if if I believe in the ceiling is there, I give up the 112. Because yeah, I would I would do that as well. Just because, like, if I do it now, there's a chance I can trade him for a better 23 first, like later on, right? If things are falling apart, I can just trade him for another 23 first or a 24 first plus a running back that can give me production this year. Is there an argument that says that his value will go down so you could wait? But I mean, if you wait and his value goes down, it's going down because he got hurt or because the Jags are terrible again. No, I think it goes. I think it goes down because it's a running back by committee. I think that's why his value goes down. Yeah, I think you have a decent group of people who do still think that he's going to walk in and be workhorse, and I think that's silly. But there are still people that are there for it, and if that happens, I would probably buy at that dip for sure. You know, if it goes down to below a first, I will scoop up ETN for seconds. Oh, I, I think, think that upside's easy. absolutely worth it. That's easy. I would easily give up a second at any point for him. Uh, I am probably in that late first. like. But again, I, I don't really know that for sure right now. So I need a little more information before I give up my 2023 first. I'm, gonna, I'm getting close. We're getting close to having that information, guys. We're getting close. I'm all right, so well, list. All right, here, here's the list. And these are all guys that you, you kind of like, would I give my 2023 first for this guy to have them this year? Some with a future, maybe. Uh, Derek Henry, Saquon Barkley, Travis Etienne, Cam Akers, and the aforementioned J.K. Dobbins. As the always mentioned J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, we do talk about J.K. Dobbins quite I a bit. I love throwing Dobbins in all of these. I feel um, like we've probably ranked ETN, Akers, and Dobbins so many times, and I, I really wish I knew any chance. Might have probably I, I wish I knew exactly how I ranked them every time. <laughs> like, I should be keeping track of that. Who says we aren't? Um, I can go first. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I'm going with Saquon Barkley at one. He's the most talented running back on this list, um, and he's also younger than Derrick Henry. At two... Um, I have J.K. Dobbins um, because I just like him, all right? 
It's you the do Russ not need approach. more of a reason than that. <laughs> it's the Russ approach. I just like him. I'm sure. Uh, I've, I've ETN at three because the Ravens are just a better team than Jacksonville is, but that youth of ETN is more valuable, I think, than a guy like Akers or Henry, who is who I have at four and five, respectively. Wait, Akers, then Henry? Yep. I have Henry at the bottom, which I actually just sold Derrick Henry, and I'm pretty happy that I was able to uh, get anything of value for him. So, My list is the same at the first pick, and that's it. <laughs> Perfect. I Saquon first. I put Derrick Henry second because I still believe that we can probably get two years of that Derrick Henry, and that's all I care about. Uh, J.K. Dobbins third because... Like J.K. Dobbins, I don't feel like I need to say more than that. Uh, Travis Etienne next because I worry a little less about a broken foot than I do a blown Achilles in the long run. And just because I like, I feel like I liked Etienne more than Acres when they were coming in. And just because if the Jags are that bad, and even if they do committee them, Etienne is going to be the one catching passes, and he'll be the one that if their wide receiver room stays not great, will be split out wide. So I think he has a safe floor, if anything else. So I do like ETN above Acres. So Barkley, Henry, Dobbins, ETN, Acres. I do not have Saquon first. Well, you're good that you're wrong. I so have I'm number gonna... two because I'd rather have Derrick Henry <laughs> uh, because I'm only planning run like those, those top two. I, I just want one year. Like I don't, I don't, expect any future anymore for Saquon beyond a year. Uh, I'm out of the boat of thinking he has, you know, four or five more prime years left. I'll take one year. I'd be really happy with one solid good year from Saquon. Like that'd be awesome. I think Derrick Henry presents me with one more solid (laughs) and better year. If I'm just thinking about 2022. So Henry uh, gets number one on my list, then Saquon. I went Dobbins, ETN, Acres this time. Those three all, all feel feel in the same tier to me. Um, I would like to have the upside of a future, but if I'm giving up a first for a running back, it's because I'm trying to win yep. right now. So I don't have to worry about trying to get a future as much. Um, and I just if I'm if I'm going to give up that 2023 first for a win now running back. I'm going to go with a win now running back and not try to hedge and hope to get something for the future at the expense of giving up something for this year. So I I want this year. I'm paying the price. I will take Henry first and Saquon second. All right. You ready to hear it? Did you, did you go back and look at the last time we did this? May 17th, almost three months ago. Well, from next week, three months ago, we did, I did Nick Chubb. Okay. And in that list was Dobbins, Akers, and Barkley. Okay. Henry and ETN were not there. How is ETN not like how did we how do we have Dobbins and Akers and not ETN? I feel like those three should have been grouped all the time, every time. Yeah, uh, ETN was ETN's lower. value was lower than yeah. in May because we didn't have any video of him. And we had more hope for Dobbins being on a run heavy team that he With was just kept an ACL versus a broken foot. That also, yeah. yeah. I, wow, I did Barkley first. Of course. 
Cam Akers second and Dobbins third out of the three, which is surprising that I would actually put Dobbins below Akers. Oh, it's because we saw Akers play, and at that time we knew uh, nothing about Dobbins. But it, I'm sure it hurt my feelings to do it back then, which is why I fixed it now. Kane, Dobbins first, Saquon second, Akers third. Checks out. And John, you did Dobbins, Akers, Barkley. Hmm. All righty. Most importantly, we all had Nick Chubb at the bottom of our lists. <laughs> Take that, Nick Chubb. I, 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 that I did not even put him on this list because I, when I looked at the surrounding running backs, I was like, I don't think Chubb would actually be above any of these for any of us. Yep. So. All right. Well, it's my turn to go at wide receiver. And okay. unfortunately, we're going to have a very similar discussion. <laughs> Calvin Ridley. Would actually yeah, be no. very interesting right now. We'll be talking about him guessing. during the season. That that is for sure. But for now, since we talked about Baker Mayfield last week, I figure might as well talk about his new wide receiver in DJ Moore. DJ Moore, twenty three point seven, which you know what that means. Mid first, mid first. <laughs> so mid first or DJ Moore. Uh, he should. I would love for any wide receiver I take next year to be DJ Moore. But the wide receiver I'm going to take next year would be what? Like probably three or four years younger than DJ Moore at this point. He's only 25. Well, that running, that wide receiver is going to be 21 or 22 next year. Like, Hey, right? Cooper cup, Calvin uh, Ridley all came in at 24. No big deal. Terry McLaurin. Do you want the other names that also came in at 24? Yeah. Or you want to leave those be? <laughs> leave it alone, Kane. Okay. So that always works. <laughs> just, out wanted, for just wanted to check. Um, <laughs> I, it is probably the fair price. I, I'm a DJ. I like DJ more. So, I mean, I'm probably not giving it. I'm if I'm, if I need a wide receiver fill in, I'll probably just go get a cheaper wide receiver that I think will be productive this year but not have the future of DJ Moore. Like you said, he's 25 now, so he's still got a future. I'd rather pay a lot less and just like get Adam Thielen for this year and then use my first next year to get a young wide receiver. Kane. Like, yeah, that makes sense, John, but the question is just straight up DJ Moore versus the first. And that's what uh, I'm giving you the reason I wouldn't do no, it. No, I'm, I'm with you. Like, the I don't know honestly the question is do you think DJ Moore's a top ten wide receiver each of the next two years or not? Right? Realistically. I don't it's think close. so. So I, I I I think he's maybe top fifteen. I don't think he necessarily cracks top fifteen. Um with CMC back, but um so I'm probably gonna go with the first, but it is really close. If I'm wanting to get DJ Moore, I'm trying I'm the person that's trying to like package you know a wide receiver in the 20s range with like a second to get dj Moore and see if that gets it done yes i like that move too i i like i like trying to figure out a way to not use the first <laughs> right that's really what it comes down to especially with this year it's just like you have to hold things to such high standards because of what these firsts are valued at and legitimately valued because of the players we know is the wrong word because so much can still happen but the players estimated to come in are that good so it's really well, tough to and 
and the other thing who is worth a first for a first like you should get more is what it feels like the the other thing that like unless you're deep into college football right that people don't really think about is most often for these really good college recruits their first couple games are against the easiest competition that they'll play all year right and even your tier three guys are gonna smash against really bad competition right um so you have to keep that in mind because that's just going to increase the value of the 23 first when these players start playing really really well because what if let's just say i don't know a guy like jalen Berger at michigan state um you guys probably don't even know who he is nope um started out at wisconsin ended up getting kicked off the team and then um landed at michigan state but their first Two games are against Western Michigan and Akron. What if he runs for 200 yards apiece and a score or two against both those opponents? All of a sudden, Jalen Berger's in the conversation for being a top five, top six running back off of those two performances because we know he's 23 eligible, right? So it's just going to increase the amount of people that are that people think are going to be really, really good in this class, which is only going to make 23 firsts more expensive. Yeah, 23 first. Exactly. It's like you. the value is fine for DJ Moore for a first. The value is fine for ETN for a first. But for a 23 first, you shouldn't be getting fine value. It's like when you're trading away the stud, when you're trading away Josh Allen, when you're trading away Jefferson or Chase, you shouldn't do it for fine. You should do it for, you know, big stuff. Okay, so let's go to the list. We talked about it last week. We couldn't get, like, neither none of us wanted to give up a 23 first for Mark Andrews. Who's the wide receiver two at the least? Well, we didn't want to give up a mid first. I'm sorry. He settled pretty decently at like the 109 ish, I think it was. Still, like, I think we kind of, there was, it was a struggle. And like Kane said, if some other players pop, all of a sudden those late firsts are going to then be like, oh man, I don't want to give those. It's just, we're in one of those years. Everybody knows that we've known it for what, like two years coming that the 23 first, that's going to be that next class that. Yep. All right. Those firsts. List time. You ready? You listening to me? Okay. You ready? Barely. Yeah, I get it. Rashad Bateman. Ah. Marquise Brown. Terry McLaurin. DJ Moore. Elijah Moore. And Michael Pittman. Oh, still going. I, I couldn't choose one person to get rid of, so I left them all there. I don't like this list. Just so you know. I'm sorry. That's right. Not your fault. All right. I, it's a little I my can fault. Go. Um, I'm going to go with DJ Morse first on my list. Um, and Michael Pittman is two. Shad Bateman, three. Terry McLaurin, four. Hollywood Brown, five. And Elijah Moore, six. That is my list. Uh, I, I want DJ Moore. He was pretty easily my number one. Pittman was kind of close for me. So I guess they would be a tier. But then I think there's another tier break. And Bateman, TMC, or Terry McLaren, and uh, Marquise Brown are kind of all on a tier. And then Elijah Moore's a jet. So he is a tier of his own at the bottom of this list. Uh, I don't like this list. 
Um, I have DJ Moore at one. I have Pittman at two. I have Marquise Brown at three because I think Marquise Brown probably has a better chance to outscore DJ Moore and Michael Pittman than anyone else on this list. Um, and then Bateman at four because he was a gopher. Um, Elijah Moore at five. <laughs> Love it. That's and Terry McLaurin at six. In case you don't know, the room in which I record this has maroon carpet. <laughs> that is horrifying. Great for resale. Um, that's how we bought it. I'm just going to make act like I'm the one that put it in just for extra gopher love. Okay. My list is different. I have Michael Pittman first. I don't have a good reason for it. I like him as a player. I like him with Matt Ryan. It seems like they want him to be the focal point of that passing game, but also they have a very good running game that could take some pressure off of the receivers. I have Marquise Brown next because I believe he has a very high ceiling coming up in uh, in Arizona. So I'm ready for it. I'm here for it. I have DJ Moore next because he is the safest player on this list. I just, he doesn't have the ceiling of those other two guys for me. Terry McLaurin comes after that because it's shown where if he has a person that could physically throw a ball, he can catch it and do well with it. Rashad Bateman after that, it was tough for McLaurin and Bateman. To me, like I could put them in either order and it would be fine. The only reason I put McLaurin first is because we've seen it more, but I could easily be persuaded to flip them. And then Elijah Moore at the bottom. And honestly, it's not because I like him less, but he, he's on the Jets. <laughs> and like we, we saw him do really well, except we saw him mostly do well with Mike White more than we did with Zach Wilson. And they got to see what it is with Zach Wilson. And I like Garrett. And I don't know. That's – I – hated this list as much as came because like I couldn't pick who to take off of it no less than putting it in order was even harder. So we are going to move on to Kane. And I gotta be honest, I have no idea what Kane's talking about. I mean wait before we before we move on, what would it take for like Elijah Moore plus? Because Kane referenced, you know, I would rather get DJ Moore for a wide receiver in the 20s in a second. More in a I'm second. I'm gonna guess Elijah Moore's somewhere in there. I don't know that I would give up DJ Moore for Elijah Moore in a second. I would. I think you'd find a lot of people would. Yeah. Oh, I think I'd still want the DJ Moore side. Maybe I gotta go find DJ Moore. Is, is he is he at a discount? Like, is he that discounted? No. Okay. <laughs> is Elijah Moore that worth that much? Him. The yes. person that already has DJ Moore is the DJ Moore stand. Probably. So. Probably. Yeah. Uh, maybe I got to see if I have Elijah Moore anywhere. I know I tried to avoid Jets, but I ended up taking him in some just because, you know, like, what else are you going to do? <laughs> it happened. Maybe now. Right, what are we talking about? Him. All right. We're talking about 2028 first round picks. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. <laughs> yes. No, I think we have to talk about a tight end that, that has a good chance to be a top eight, top 10 tight end. Are we Kyle about Pitts. Again? Kyle Pitts. He might squeeze in there. Uh, Let's hope he does. Because <laughs> if he doesn't, John, your bit is ruined. If Kyle Pitts is tight end 12, 
If he is tied at 12, uh, it better be, they better have a disastrous quarterback situation if he finishes his tight at 12. Kyle Pitts just decided not to play anymore. He's like, I can't do it. <laughs> he better have been gambling on DraftKings. If, if Dude. So we're going to go down to the tight end 27 is who we're going to be looking oh at God. today. I'll take whatever pick you can throw at me. Uh, well, it's Robert Tanyan. <laughs> okay. I like that. Is he even um, on rosters anymore? He should be on yours, hopefully. He might score some points this year. Um, no one else is catching touchdowns there. That's fair. Except for Aaron Jones. Um, but he comes in at like a little under two-thirds, which I'm not sure you even have to give up two-thirds. I bet if you give up I would one, give up a third and a fourth. A for third. I'll take a third over Robert Tanyan. I would, I would give up a third and a fourth. I assume we're Robert. talking 2023 thirds, right? Yes. Yeah, I will take a 20. I'll take a single third. I'll take two thirds and a smash over Robert Tanyan. You're right. You're hoping for a touchdown. I think that's what you're hoping for. I think realistically, right? Like two thirds is too much. That's what the calculator says. Um, I think you can honestly get it done with a third. A single third should be able to do it. I would think so. But the goal, right, is, is that he is one of the top two or three weapons on that team. Right, catching passes. That's the goal. Um, and so it's like, is that worth him potentially having like a top 12 tight end because he catches some touchdowns? Or do you want realistically want just a single third? I guess that's the main question. Single third. I'll take Tanyan. I'm not, I, I hate putting a tight end in my lineup and then saying, well, if he catches a touchdown, maybe I'll get eight to 10 points. Like, but for I think, that, I just, I don't want to pay anything for that. But I, th- I think that allows, you know, if he catches a touchdown or two one week, then you can work on packaging him up for a better tight end. Him in a third for a second would be fine. I, I, I'd be shocked to see that deal go through anywhere. All right, let's get Robert Tanyan in a third. Let me, I, I want to see that deal when it's made. Ready anybody out there, That's what anybody out there sees that deal happen where Robert Tanyan plus a third returns a second then I'll eat my words, I guess. But uh, I don't see that ever happening. Oh, I, I think I have Tunyon in TA8. Get ready, baby. Spamming oh, yeah. off. Why would somebody give up a second to essentially get Robert Tunyon and a dart throw? He catches four touchdowns in the first three games. Yeah, you're getting it. I'll, yeah. I'll believe it when I see it. I, I don't think – I don't play against people that are that bad. <laughs> This. says the guy who joins uh free leagues what me i don't play any free leagues not free leagues uh rando leagues yeah even those people they i mean they're playing in public leagues but they're playing in enough of them that i don't see it i i would be shocked to see somebody give up a second for robert tanya in a third i just i don't see that happening let me just write. That's like saying, would, would you give up a second for two thirds? Would you give up a second for three thirds? I, I would give up eight thirds if it got me one second in return. I don't think that. Would... I'd rather have the eight thirds. <laughs> I'll take the one second. I mean, if we're talking, if we're literally saying eight thirds for one second, I'll take my chances that that second is going to end up being pretty close to one of my thirds, and that's fine. All right. right. But here's this would list. You take, would you it, take five thirds over a second? <laughs> I'm going to find that limit and I'm going to find a league where I have a bunch of thirds and I'm going to offer it to you for a second. Just make sure it's an auction league. 
that'll work. Um, so here is the list. It's our our guy Bobby Tunyon, Logan Thomas, Cameron Brait, and Tyler Higby. I, I... I need more names. Come no, on. we don't. We do not need any more names from tight ends down this far on the list. So, you know how sometimes you see like uh, a list and it'll say others receiving votes, like at the bottom of it. <laughs> if they're no, long, but they're not like actually listed in an order. They're not ranked or anything. They're not in the rankings. They're just others receiving votes. This whole group is others receiving votes. <laughs> You're probably right. They probably none of them probably belong on the waiver wire they're going to be close. If you're playing in like a 20 to 22 deep roster, I bet you some of these guys are hitting that waiver wire. If you're 25 and above, they're probably rostered. Uh, if you're playing in like a 10 team or below, I bet you they're not rostered. You know, like, no, but these I are think... other, why do you, I have to rank these? God. Yeah. I'm going to go alphabetical order. For <laughs> Like, I, Actually, Russ, mine's pretty close to reverse alphabetical. No, it's not. Never mind. I was kidding. All right. Well, I have Tyler Higby first because we've seen Tyler Higby do well. Like, it wasn't necessarily last year super with Matt Stafford or anything, but like, he we've seen Tyler Higby do well, which means it can't happen again, especially with. I don't know with what I was. You know, I was about to say Gerald Evans finally gone, but he was gone last year, so that didn't really matter too much. But like. Sure, we've seen Higby do it. Next is Tanyan, just because the upside is there of him just catching yeah. a lot of touchdowns. And, and he'll probably get you a second eventually. You bet. Logan Thomas does do pretty well if he could ever stay on the field. He just couldn't do it last year. And then Cameron Bright, just because... I don't, I don't know. He's there. So Thomas was the first name that actually popped out to me, and I thought, if he's healthy, I actually do like him. <laughs> but... I don't know that he's ever going to be, you know, like healthy enough for me to feel comfortable with him. Um, I do like having him on rosters. I have him on rosters. So like, I guess he's my number one. Um, Bray, I legit cut during the year last year in some leagues. Like I remember having to make that cut and but thinking. He's, Gronk's gone now. Yeah, and, Gronk they signed is gone. Kyle and that's why I remember making that cut. Cause I, I now look back and think, ah, if I could have held on to him, it probably would have been good. Um, I think Higby's two. Brait is four. I'm sorry. That's that's why. So Brait was the bottom of the list because he was already. I've already cut him once. I'll probably cut him again. Uh, Higby two. Tanyan three. I have Tanyan first. That's the reason why I brought him up. Figured, yeah. Um, Higby at two. Logan Thomas at three, and Brait at four. I think realistically, like if I could get a breath of fresh air for Logan Thomas, I'm probably going to trade him. <laughs> like it could be a 24 fourth and I'd move Logan Thomas at this point. Um, but I think honestly, Robert Tunyon could just score some touchdowns and all of a sudden be like tight end 12 to 16. And then you'd say, Oh, he actually wasn't the worst on my team. And yeah, when you find out you're level, not competing, not being the so. worst is pretty good. Yeah, it is. <laughs> John is just angry at the level of player we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, if if we're gonna talk tight end, unless you're talking like the top, the top, it's always terrible. This is just so bad. But because it, you're right. But realistically, we we have well, to talk about some lower tight ends, though. 
Because someone in the in their league, assuming it's a twelve team league, there needs to be twelve starting tight ends. It's it, it needs to be talked about. If you're looking for Robert Tanyan, Logan Thomas, Cameron Brait, or Tyler Higby to be your starting tight end, you probably need to reevaluate the preparation that you've done during the non-point scoring season. Now you're going to pay the price for that. <laughs> if these, like, I, I just, I mean, you're right. They might finish as a tight end one some weeks. That doesn't mean it's good or anything like that. You're, you're giving up such an advantage at a position. If you're running out Robert Tanyan versus Travis Kelsey or, you know, Mark. Andrews, well, that's because I had Kyle Pitts and he was on a bye. Okay, I well, do you before give up John a, scares I, away any you, more of our listeners. No, no, no. Do you give up a third round pick just for a one week, bi week fill? No, that's obviously a joke, John. I uh, but like that is the reason that you would start. But <laughs> no, like, but I I think especially as we play in you know when like I've started playing in more start two tight end leagues, right? And then you have add tight end premium on top of that, and like tight ends become more important, especially in the start two tight end league. So I feel like it's worthwhile talking about those guys that are lower on the list because honestly, if, when you get below Robert Tunyon, it's a desert and not that Tunyon's good, but below Robert Tunyon, it is a barren wasteland. I think that desert starts above him. <laughs> nah. <laughs> At what point, seriously, like just looking down the list, I don't have the list up in front of you, but if you're looking down the list, how far down do you have to go before you're like, okay, now I just want a touchdown guy? Because you're like, you're not like, what, 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 where, where, who's like number, you said he was like 28 or something like that. Uh, who's like number 15 or 16 that's probably already not getting like, maybe I'll get 40 for 50 or four for 50 or something like Zach that. Zach Ertz, Cole Komet. And who's below that? That That's probably the last like, like target uh, level, you know. Hunter Henry, Irv Smith, David Njoku, Jelani Woods. Uh, Gerald Everett, Evan Ingram, Brevin Jordan, Tyler Higby, Cameron Brait, Logan Thomas, Robert Tunyon. Yeah. Before this list that you gave us, the Tunyon, Logan Thomas, Brait, like that group before then, just, I don't know, I think they all have an opportunity to be a little more involved in the offense. I just don't see the, I don't see the involvement for these guys. I, I do think they are just touchdown or nothing. But I think you can say that for anyone past, like, you know, Tight end top like six or seven tight ends. No, 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 no. I think even like Ertz and Komet, there's a pathway for them to be involved and at least get. I mean, what what do you think? Realistically, four hundred receiving yards. What's that? To hope for four or five hundred receiving yards over. Oh, I'm not talking about season. even on the season. I'm talking about just week to week. I, I like at that level. Yeah, that level is already bad. Where you're kind of probably hoping for four catches for forty yards, and if they get that touchdown, then. I guess I'd rather I guess I'd rather bank on uh, the guy with the one of the best quarterbacks that's going to throw a ton of touchdowns, and that's Robert Tunyon. I mean, Cole Komet and his eighty-five-ish targets last season finished in my tight end scoring with the point seven five premium with nine point six five points per game. Oh, that's so gross. Yep, <laughs> but that—that's what I mean. Like, what did Robert Tunyon finished with in that scoring system? He was hurt. Last he was year. hurt. Oh yes, yes, yes. Well, two years ago. Can you go back? Yeah, he would have been like eighth because he, he probably scored, was because he, he did a really have a ton of touchdowns. Year, he scored year, 10 touchdowns. Yeah, he scored a ton. All right, but we are going to just put a bow on this thrilling tight end talk and Sometimes. call it a day. But guess what? You can see all of us in Canton. 
yeah, go in Canton and just bring up tight ends for to John and I will run away. But Russ Fisher at Dynasty Outhouse, Kane Fasell at Debbie underscore Kane at John Bosch FF is John Bosch because I said that backwards because your name is your handle. Come on. At I'm Empire FFL. Get That's back fine. to it. Thank you everyone for listening. Ring the bell, we're out of here.